With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. Welcome to The Notice, where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hoekstra, your host. The Notice podcast explores our need for validation and affirmation through biblical musings and conversations with special guests. Discover relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. With the COVID-19 breakout, do you find yourself feeling blue? Do you know how to explain those feelings to your children or grandchildren? Join me for this episode where I talk with teacher, mother, and children's author, Carol Van Carol wrote a children's book series that features Gabby, an inquisitive and sensitive young girl who, while loving her red high-top tennis shoes, finds herself facing adult subjects like bullying, divorce, and with the current pandemic, the blues. Stay tuned as we learn about this book and the special illustration and writing contest children in your life can be part of. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation and it's a great reminder of how God takes notice of us through the eyes of children. So Carol, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. I was just going to tell our listeners how we how we met. You know, I went to a Write to Publish conference out in the Chicago area and we just met. I think it was on our last day or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited because you have such a great positive presence. And, and I was really excited and you got me excited about what I was excited about while I learned there and all the things that you learned. So since then, we kind of just kept in touch and, and we've been in touch and you know supporting each other. So I know when you were there, you were talking about this project that you've been working on and it's called the Gabby series. So tell me a little bit about Gabby and what this is all about. Yeah, well, Gabby is, as you said, she's this pretty active seven-year-old girl. She's dark curly hair and she loves life. She protects nature and her friends. And she brings uh, some gentle, simple truths to children in, uh, in a way that is really accessible, especially to our more at-risk kids and younger children. So yeah, I'm super excited to talk so it, to you about it. So it's a series, you started as a series, and one of the mm-hmm. things, of course, Gabby wears these red high-top tennis shoes, and and saying that right. Tell me a little bit about how these high-top red shoes came about. Yeah, honestly, it's funny, because when I was a kid, I remember getting a new pair of gym shoes, red gym shoes. And you know the white part at the very bottom of the gym shoe that's like so bright white when mm-hmm. you're just getting your new gym shoes? And I just remember looking down at those gym shoes. It was kind of like magical the way it made me feel. And then in a classroom, um, I'm a teacher, and many times kids will race into the room and show me, Miss Bangar, look at my new shirt. It's the shirt I wanted or the sweatshirt or gym shoes. And kids kind of can get, you know, really obsessive almost mm-hmm. about some piece of, piece of clothing mm-hmm. or uh, gym shoes or whatever. And um, 
I had those red gym shoes. They weren't high tops when I was a kid. I just thought that was more fun. I don't know why it seems even more special that they're high tops. So I just, they're actually in every single book of the book. Somehow she's either tying her shoe or she's racing in her red shoes. And I'm hoping that in time kids will recognize that it's in the text of every book. So that'll be kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, 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 it's fun. And you get to wear red shoes while you talk about it, right? <laughs> I do. I actually have them on right now. I actually put them on. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I love that. So mm -hmm. tell me how you came to write this book. Yeah. Well, how did you came to the write this series? How I came to actually write the whole series? Yeah. Honestly, it's been... And this, this current book is part of this journey. Um, honestly, it started a long time ago as a kid. I had um, a neighbor. This is kind of a little bit of a long story. Uh, he, he called me Gabby. And I remember at the time, I had a lot of kind of a shame about that. And uh, he was a nice person. He wasn't being mean. But, but he did say that to me. I kind of just kind of settled down into me. And then uh, a different neighbor uh, was a very kind woodworker. His name was Mr. Prattle. His family was there and he had a dog, Andy. And they were very, they were a big part of my life. I used to just watch the woodwork and the wood spinning when he would drill and the smell of it. And he cleaned it up and it was organized. And he just let me just hang and watch him do woodwork and garden. And um, I wrote a story about him. And I've always loved words. And when my children were little, I would write stories. I actually have a couple of them where they would illustrate them. I would write a story and they would do the pictures. And I tried to write this story about my neighbor, you know, Mr. Prattle, and it was not, it's not done yet. It's not a good story. This is probably like 15 years ago. And then when I was going through a divorce, sadly, um, I was just crying and I was kneeling on the bed one time and I thought, I'm going to go back to that story about Mr. Prattle. And I had named um, the main character Gabby, because as an adult, I began to realize that God wires us in so many different ways. He's wired me, mm -hmm. high energy, you know, mm -hmm. talkative sometimes. Um, and I reclaimed that false thinking I had about being ashamed of that. And like, no, this is how God wired me. And yeah, I can be Gabby, you know, and, um, and also Gabriel, right? The angel brings good news. So it was this double meaning for me when I was uh, naming my main character. So uh, I wrote the book. I was literally kneeling on uh, next to my bed, and I can remember the day, and I grabbed my computer, and I just wrote this whole story about divorce. Um, it was like a download. It probably took maybe two and a half hours. Now, I've worked on it probably oh, hundreds of hours since sure, then. Sure, sure. But the actual original download was that. And then um, through the years, these Gabby stories would come. And my own children, I'd see an Oriole or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, an Oriole in Illinois. They're like, Gabby sees an Oriole. You know, they'd be kind of teasing me, you know. And so um, so I have, a, you know, a, a series of stories that address uh, growing needs that I see in children that I work with. And I'm telling you, the needs are growing. And it's kind of a high alert, a red flag. Um, and then when this happened uh, with the pandemic, I, I knew I needed to address it. And so I had an old story that was about a child, Gabby, uh, being sad. And I reworked the story to be about the flu and um, added some more tools at the end um, that you could use with kids and decided to just release it uh, in a video for kids who might need to hear it and parents as well. So that's well, kind of how it uh, unfolded 
um, the story does, yeah, it meets the needs of kids right now. So I just put it on a video and I wrote the teacher's guide in about two days and I had some of my awesome teacher friends like proof it for me. And, you know, I wanted to make sure I had all content areas and I just put that out there for free. So yeah, it's just been this well, it's a it's a great idea. We're going to talk a little bit more about the the actual pandemic book in a minute. But you know, your series talks about some really tough subjects. In the first yeah. book, you talk about Gabby's friend Chad is sad, and yeah. that's about divorce. It is. Um, in the second book, you say Gabby gets teased. Now she gets teased about her red shoes, right? Yes. And she but she learns about bullying in that. And in the, the third book, she celebrates how her friends are different. So we're talking about yeah. diversity. Yeah. And then you also wrote one that is about her persevering in hard times. And Gabby learns to keep trying, right? Yeah. And so all these stories that you're talking about, Carol, are really tough subjects. Mm-hmm. They're not only tough subjects for children, but they're tough subjects for adults. So, you know, this... You know, when I think of, you know, the verse, God loves the little children, how can some looking at these subjects, how can we look at that through the eyes of children? How can we notice things differently through the eyes of children? I think when you notice things through the eyes of children, not only does the listener as a child be, you know, uh, see that modeled in the empowering, but the simple truths that are in each of the books apply to us as well. Um, the, this book in particular, or even the divorce book, um, is a story about uh, not only is it a stepping stone for people who are going through a divorce, instead of shrouding it in secrecy and kids are confused, it really simply says, it's called a divorce. And I don't sugarcoat it. Uh, it's not, isn't it fun? I have two rooms to decorate. It's not, and those books are okay. Um, you know, the dog is the hero going in between. It's not that. It's I have watched kids crawl underneath desks and cry that they miss their dance. And so I'm addressing the sadness, uh, you know, not making it bigger, but in a child to access, access, you know, um, some of the real feelings that kids do experience and um, give them some tools. to. And you, and you've seen that, you've seen that as a teacher, you've seen the, the hurts and the, and the, the hardships that people go, the kids go through. And then, so not only are you trying to do this to help the kids, but mm-hmm. you're also doing it to help teachers as a resource for them mm-hmm. to maybe re- be able to read a book who's, to somebody who's going through that. So um, I know on your website, you have some resources and stuff for teachers. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. Um, right now there's just, well, I mean, we've all heard Common Core, so I want to take that work out of a teacher's hand. So I kind of post uh, in the free teacher's guide, just what they are. So if you're responsible to sharing for sharing that with, you know, your administration, you can do that very easily. Um, so I take all the content areas. There are ideas about physical education or art or science that are kind of uh, hooked into each of the books right inside the book. So you don't have to, um, that's my vision of what the books will be. Uh, right now, it's just a, a resource that you can ask for and you can email me on my website. But I guess I want the um, the next steps, and even like I give specialty areas. So, for example, in the divorce book, when you're in, if you are in experiencing like court mediation, I could see it sitting in a court mediator's office or um, a doctor's office, things like that, where there are actually next steps 
with those lenses on them. So to just help support conversations, questions you can ask, even activities you can do. So just all right there. What I love about it being a series and involving this one girl, Gabby, is that it allows the readers to connect with just that one young individual and kind of just connect with her. And, you know, I know that parents and teachers are not just teachers, but parents and grandparents, they don't, they don't, let's face it, we don't always know how to explain these tough subjects to our kids. Um, We need, we need help. And so what would you say to a parent or a teacher out there struggling to talk about the flu? Does this book help Oh, it, it, I believe it absolutely will. It already has. People have called me and administration has called me how they use it. I can tell those in a little bit, but I definitely think it can help. I think what parents can do, and this is, you know, what I have done with students in my classroom for many years is you answer as truthfully as you can, because truth is kindness, right? It really is. And I'm not saying um, give all the information that's inappropriate. Right. So let's say they say, uh, I don't know, a child says, you know, are you going to die of the flu, mom? Are are you going to die? And you can say, you know, really old people right now are dying of the flu. Now, I didn't I didn't I didn't lie. I didn't. But I I gave a truth to her that it's really old people who mostly die because you can't say I won't die because we really don't know. That's a lie. And I I wouldn't I wouldn't lie to a kid. I wouldn't say I could die. of But you give them truth in a way that gives them support and it gives them um, encouragement. So, well, will grandma die? Does that mean grandma will die? Well, grandma's really doing a lot of things to protect herself. She's washing her hands. She's staying away from us. That's why we Zoom call her. We're doing so many things to protect her. And then ultimately, if you're a believer, you can say, you know, um, if they keep pressing, but I would give as much information and then I would pause. And if that satiates the child, stop. If it satiates, stop. Same thing with divorce, you know, whatever. I can give examples with that too. But like, I would give as much truth that is honest. And then if they keep probing, give them truth that, that does not increase their fear but gives them tools to use, that gives them ways that you are empowering them and empowering yourself. Um, And then also, if you have the faith component, I would implement that right there. Let's pray about that. Are you afraid? What do we do when we're afraid? You know, like you can, Mm -hmm. you can address the emotion um, right in that moment. Yeah. I have this famous saying that I use a lot and um, I'm also a um, lay counselor, so I use it a lot with people I'm lay counseling. That is, let it hurt, let it heal, let it go. Oh, and so good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, because I, really think, <laughs> I think sometimes we don't, we jump, we go from let it hurt to let it go, and we don't give ourselves that time in between to heal. And I think children sometimes, don't you think they give us cues to where they're at? Oh, they they definitely do. And we're trying to protect them, you know, and it's, it comes from a good place. And I don't know why this, this book keeps popping in my head though, the divorce book, which was, you'll, I'll have, I've had many parents say to me, we're not telling our children we're getting a divorce. You know, they're in first grade. No, we're not telling them this. Yeah. And these kids know there's something going on. Now, if you, if you decide at some point to say, you know, we're getting a divorce, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to say, we don't love each other anymore. Cause the kid's going to think what, when are you going to stop loving me? You might say something like, we have adult problems. 
Um, these are things that when you're an adult that can happen that are very sad and tragic. And um, again, you can bring in your faith there as well. But I mean, you can give them truth and not make it about something that threatens them or makes them feel worse. I mean, they're going to feel bad no matter what, but well, I don't know. I think it's the same thing there as well. Well, on your, um, you did this, this YouTube video mm -hmm. on this pandemic book and you actually read the book on it this, is. on this. And I'll be sharing that resource where you can watch this as well. So you can read the book because you're, this is all, this is all an idea that God has had in, in process for you for a long time. And even though you don't have physical books that have been printed yet, mm -hmm. these are ideas that God has put on your heart and to, to help children to help children, to help parents, to help teachers, to help grandparents, or anybody who has a child in their life. And so, you know, when we talk about the pandemic, this brings up all kinds of feelings. And I think it was really cool that you, you tell, tell everybody the, the name of the book. Step Out of Your Blues with Gabby's Red Shoes. Yes. And, and the blues, you know, I'm not sure a lot of us adults or children are, are really identifying us as having the blues, but I think a lot of us are. It's mm -hmm. depressing when we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We get discouraged and we get unmotivated, which encourages if we don't do things, then we don't feel productive. And then that encourages, that keeps us from feeling we get the blues then, you know. And so... Tell us a little bit about this particular book, Why the Blues, um, and and one of the things I loved about it is that you are kind in the book. You are kind, you are truthful, but you don't tell too much. Right. All yeah, the things you just yeah. pointed out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. That's where the fun of writing comes in. So I'm writing it in an age-appropriate way where through Gabby's experience, she's feeling blue. She says she doesn't know why. And then um, she begins to uh, play a game. She runs outside and she feels the, the, you know, the air and sees the sky. And through her eyes, we see what she does, which is she plays a game to set her mind on things that she likes. And it's called, the game is called Things I Like. And as an aside, when my children were small, um, before they would go to bed, sometimes um, if they had had a bad day at school or whatever, I thought, let's play Things I Like. And then we would just start going back and forth, taking turns. I like half fudge Sundays with nuts. And they might say, I like my friend Billy, or whatever they would say. And so I kind of... And, Put that into the story as well um, and then I guess the way uh, at the end I kind of break the third wall and give you know it doesn't feel like a list but it is various tools through rhyme of ways that kids can actually empower themselves and begin to step out of some of the emotions and like tools to address them right so um, like you said I think that's so true kind of you know, healing it in that moment. Like, what can you do? You can you can jump up and down. You can breathe. So some of those things are listed as well um, before they move forward. And the great thing about it is all those things that you mentioned are things that I was like, yeah, those are good tools for me too. You know, like call a friend, you know, take a walk. 
you know, mm -hmm. create something, you know, all these kinds of things you talk about it. And, you know, creativity is so important. And even, you know, you're kind of in this uh, getting started with this series and getting it launched and everything like that. But right now, because of this COVID, you're like, okay, I want to get this story out. I can't wait. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. And I, I, one of the things I love is not only about the story, but there's also something else that you're trying to do to incorporate people. And that is you're trying, you're asking children for their help. So tell me a little bit about how you're asking children for their help. Okay, um, as a first grade teacher, uh, I love children's art. And so I am encouraging children to find their favorite part of the story and illustrate it and be a part of a free contest that they can send it to my website. So if you are if you like paint or chalk or, you know, crayons, markers, whatever, you can color the, your favorite part. And then the other side of it is if you're a child who likes to write, you can write a list of things that you like to do and then send that in because I'd like to have woven in the book uh, different lists of things that other children like. I think that would just be fun to read and for other kids to read um, about each other around the country. So I'm hoping to get a lot of illustrations and a lot of these lists and illustrate the book through children's art. So yeah, it's going to be a fun contest. And I actually have already just gotten some of the most adorable art that it's just been incredible. incredible. Tell me about some of the art you've received already. Yeah, it's funny. One a little girl um, had Gabby outside with red high top shoes. <laughs> and she's got thinking bubbles, right? And she's thinking about her tree. She kind of captured the fact that Gabby went into the tree and found trees. So she's thinking about a big tree. And then she's got another thinking bubble about her red high tops. So somehow she, you know, she really captured that. And I thought that was cute. Um, I had a one little, uh, one little guy just drew a picture of me reading the story. Like just, you know, it, it didn't really, he's four or something. So mom sent that in. I thought, okay, that's, there were no pictures yet. So that was super cute. Um, someone wrote a quote about their favorite part was hope. I actually want to put this in the book at the end. I could just can imagine. I can't remember exactly. It's on my, uh, my phone. But he said that um, I like on page eight where Gabby finds hope um, in thinking of things she likes and hope makes the world better. Oh. It was nine years old. I'm like, you what? see what I mean? These kids. What? I had the chills. I'm like, oh my God. They have the book, but that's better than my stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. What a future that's writer. That's good. And sometimes um, kids can say the darndest things, as we all know, and they, right. and, and they can draw the darndest things and they can share yeah. things and they can give us insight into that. And a lot of times we're so, as parents and, and adults, we almost, I wish we didn't do this, but sometimes we get so busy with the challenges we have to face in the adult world that we, we forget and they squash down some of those things. So this is an opportunity for kids, not only, you know, in this time to really be creative. And of course, I believe create creativity is huge. You know, um, I even have another uh, episode on my podcast where I talk about creativity with a, a singer songwriter because creativity is creating something that didn't exist before. Okay. It doesn't have to be fancy. You know, it doesn't have to be a great thing. And, and God, 
God glories in our creativity because he is a creator. So, you know, it's great that you're encouraging that in, in these young young um, artists, you know, and having them come. And then the, then you have the other part where they, they can write down just things they like, you right. know, just things they like, you know. It reminds me of Sound of Music and my favorite things, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a point, there's a favorite line in the book that it says, she's in the same spot, but her heart's not so sad. And thinking good thoughts has helped her feel glad. And I love that because to me that resonated with me. She's not in the same spot. Because when we're going through challenges, we can change something about this, this challenge. And that's our outlook. And that's how we view it. And that's one of the things I think really came through with this. What if we think about some of the things that are kind of cool in our life? And that reminds me of Philippians 4, 8, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so as I listened to that, I that resonated with me. I thought, yeah, I can change how I view something by just what I think about. Where, did that come into play at all when you were thinking about this book? You are so spot on. And um, yes, that did. In fact, each of the Gabby books is based on a spiritual truth in the Bible. This actually is based on that book, uh, Philippians uh, in the verse 4-8, which is that exact one you just said. That is the, the core of the story. And although the Gabby books are not overt um, in, you know, scripture, it is embedded. Every story is rooted in the truth, the soul of it, the foundation, the red shoes, the soul, kind of a double meaning, right? The, the, the foot uh, of it, the heel, is, um, is God's word. So really, the book is based on that, as, as are all of them. So I'm glad that you uh, caught that. And, I, and I, my, I guess my philosophy in life is um, the word does not go out without accomplishing its good, right? Isaiah, and it's Isaiah 55, 11, and if the word goes out, um, it's accomplishing its good. One of the teachers, friends of mine, who's now an assistant principal in a very amazing school district, uh, had seen the Gabby book, the video, uh, from my Facebook page. And her teachers, after our governor announced um, on Saturday morning that we wouldn't be going back to school, she came back to school Monday, and she's going on all her Zoom meetings with all her staff, each team, each grade level, and tears and what are we going to do and these kids are going to be so sad and she read my story she read it she didn't play the video she uh went online and got the text and read it to various teams of teachers who were encouraged by the book and um are using the book i've gotten some teachers asking for the teacher guide and um she said the assistant principal said they uh, it was like the shift went from feeling so sad to, okay, these are tools we need to now be gifting our kids, our students, um, as we, as they transition into the fact that they're not coming back to school. So when she called me and told me that story, I was like, I'm so glad I, I put it out there. You know, I'm just mm -hmm. so thankful. I'm so, mm -hmm. it's like a, one of the most humbling things, like honestly. So 
and, those teams, those teams are starting. and it reminds us that when we stay focused on how we can help somebody else, it helps mm. us too. You know, when we're help, you know, when we're helping a child and trying to help them get through it, it helps us too. And um, I think that's another part of the beauty of, of the books, too. And, um, you know, what would you say to a parent or grandparent or teacher out there who's struggling to talk about the flu with children this, in their life? What would you say to that person? I think I would just be really honest and give kids peace that everybody feels blue now and then, you know, um, everyone feels sad. And if you are, that's normal. Like just speak that out, you know, and you might feel that way for a half a day or a minute or a lot of days. Um, I think that I would say to them, use this book as a tool to be truthful and honest and help your child to think about things that they like, pull out their list. Um, there's a growing trend I see in children that, they kind of perseverate on very negative, dark things. It's, it's, it's increasing. And so this um, capturing their thoughts and getting their thoughts on things that are good and kind and noble and true, that yeah, we need to help our kids do that and give them the other tools that are listed in the book as well. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything from just getting good red shoes. Sure. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I like red shoes. <laughs> come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, I love that, you know, you talked about the red shoes because I remember when I was little going and just getting getting a new outfit for first day of school or something like that. There's just something special about that. And it reminds you of being a kid. And, it, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully I'm not embarrassing my husband this way, but sometimes when we go shopping for him and we get him shoot, get him clothes and he gets done, he almost has that little kid grin on his face like, <laughs> I just got a new shirt, you know? And it's like, it, it is, there is something like that. And those kinds of positive things and looking at the certain things can do that. I know, you know, I think one of the things I think has been positive, at least in my life, is um, with Zoom, you can't talk over the other person, okay? And I'm a talker, and you know, I, I have something to say, I got something to say, right? And I have to wait for that person to get done before I can talk. You have mm-hmm. to do that on Zoom. And, and I, as funny as it sounds, it's a gift. It's a gift at this time. I think people are getting better at listening. And I just encourage, you know, parents, grandparents, teachers, whoever's out there listening to this, that listen, listen to your kids. Mm-hmm. They might have some insights, you know, they might have something to say that can give you joy and give you, th- help you think about the good things. And if you're helping them write this list or create a picture for the book, what a great way to really think about those things. So tell our listeners about the contest, how they can get their pictures to you, how they can send you their lists, and then what steps you have going forward after that. Well, they can um, send their pictures or their list to my website. It's really set up nicely. I'm super thankful for that. So it would be, um, I think, do you want me to just give the website? It's sure. Carol Van Gorp. So C-A-R-O-L-V-A-N-G is in good, O-R-P is in puppy. So carolvangorp.us and then go to the contact 
tab. And then there's a big button that says submit here. <laughs> you click it and it brings you right to my actual email. So you can send a picture from your phone. You can send a Word document, a JPEG, whatever. However, it's easiest for you. So you literally go to the website, click enter, and then just send it however is easiest for you. And I'll also have that on my um, website too, susankhookstra.com. Um, the notice, if you just look that up, you'll be able to find me and uh, you you can get the link. And I'll also have a link to this, the Facebook, or it's not Facebook, it's actually on YouTube, where you're actually reading the story and talking about the contest so you can share that with people as well. And there's a deadline for this because you got to get this done so you can get it done, right? <laughs> so right. what's yeah. the deadline? Yeah, the deadline is June 10th. Um, this year, obviously, 2020. So everything needs to be in June 10th. If teachers want to use it, they can also go to my website for that uh, teacher resource or the text. So for modifications for kids who really would need to see like which words are on each picture, I have a resource where you can do that. So that might make it a little uh, easier for some of our uh, kids who need modifications that, that sometimes helps. So you just go to the same website and just email me. There's a form right there. So I'm excited. I hope I get, I need to get illustrations. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, so you need to get like 40, right? Like Didn't you say 40? I need 40. Yes. Yeah. So I only have four so far. It's just the first week. So I'm right. excited that I've had a lot of interest and a lot of people are, it's kind of amazing people who I don't know saying, how long is Gabby's hair? And I'm just like emailing them back. Well, she wears it in a ponytail because she runs around all the time. So, right, you know, right. it's just been fun. Yeah. And, you know, when, they're, when they're creating art too, part of this contest was I wanted them to focus on the positive and the beautiful things that are mentioned in the book and then to illustrate that. As you were saying, Susan, so truthfully that like our God is a creator and as they're creating, they're getting in touch with emotions and feelings when they make their art and or their lists and get their minds thinking on things. And I can, all, I can also picture like a family doing this. Maybe oh, they're fine. all, maybe they're all sitting down, you know, a couple, a family that has more than one kid, you know, and just going, I want to, I want to, I want to draw a picture. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know about you, but kid art is just, it is just, I just think it's the bomb. I don't know. That's a, probably an old saying, but it's just so cool. You know, I love kid art. I even have art in my house that is from my children that I framed and put up because when I see that, I'm reminded of them as children and it just warms my heart. And so these are, this is an opportunity to capture this part of the stage of their life as well too, and capture it and, and even, you know, maybe be in a book. So I encourage parents and grandparents out there and get your kids down, you know, tell, have, have them listen to the story, have them look at the resources and, uh, and, and, and help a Gabby girl out, you know, help a Gabby girl out, help Gabby get to where she needs to get. Um, you know, I'm reminded of so many things about this story, but one of the things that I'm most reminded out it, about is that you know, there's people out there like you who are who care about kids. And in this time when we're having our kids not connect with their teachers in the same way, it's really tough, mm -hmm. you know. Um, how have you been working through not being in contact 
with your kids in the same way? Um, currently, um, I'm heading into a second grade classroom, and this year that um, I've been working with teachers as an instructional coach, so I've been working with all the staff to support instruction. So this particular year, I don't have my own classroom. So what we're doing is we're contingency. And so I've been handwriting letters. I've been sending them messages all to my past students and to students who sometimes are at risk in our schools. I've been doing personal notes or getting onto our, um, you know, our in District 365, you know, sending, you know, emails to them getting on some video chats with kids. So just, just what we're all, everybody's doing, we're all doing that, right? We're, we're just all doing that right now. So, um, and I'm jumping on board. So I'm, I'm actually super thankful that I don't have a class, my own class right now, because I'm working with staff this year. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't have that heartache. So I'm just helping teachers support their staff. Well, they need the support too. You know, just like yeah. the parents do. And resources like these books are going to do nothing but help. So I just want to thank you so much for being here today, sharing us with us about Gabby, about her, her, the things that are happening. And, you know, we've got, we've got some tough, we've got more tough issues that our, our children are dealing with more than ever. And so to be able to have a resource and to have somebody who gets kids and understands that is such a blessing to me, but also to those that you reach. So I'm just praying for good things for you out there and, and for, for our listeners. So thank you so much for being here. And for our listeners, I just want to remind you that you can get all this information on my website, SusanKHookster.com, or you can um, go to Carol's as well, Carol Von Gorp. So thank you again, Carol, for being here. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Gabby. We'll probably have to have you on again after the book's done and see what, what all happens. Sound Won't good? That be fun? Yeah, oh, it sounds thank good. Thank you so much. And thanks to all the parents and teachers out there who share it and uh, take the time to send in a picture. Sounds good. Thanks so much for being here. next time on The Notice. The COVID-19 pandemic has left us with such uncertainty and plenty of stories. Of course, we're social distancing, working from home, and finding new ways to connect with each other. But what would it be like to contact the virus? Join me for my next episode as I speak with Pastor Marvin Williams, pastor of Trinity Church in Lansing, Michigan, as we talk about the pandemic and what it felt like for both he and his wife to contract the virus. We talk about the effect the pandemic has had on him, the church, and how we can take notice of God in the craziness of times. Until next time, take notice.